0: Hello and welcome to the Load Space podcast powered by Vanarama. I'm Vanarama's Tom Roberts and as ever with me is Grant Bradley. Hello. Hello and welcome. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to fess up straight away. We haven't recorded a podcast in a while and that is because we have been sinking a lot of our efforts into reviewing vehicles, which you may have noticed on the Vanarama YouTube channel that there is a plethora of new reviews of all the light commercial vehicles out there at the moment. It's not you.
1: It's us. It's
0: us. It's totally us. Look, here's a list of the vehicles that we've reviewed so far. And I'm telling you this because what we're going to do is we're going to have a chat about all of them in this podcast so we can start from a kind of fresh baseline moving forward. Okay, so here's the things that we've reviewed. Okay, Transit Custom by Deranged or Deranged. Uh, we in the office can't decide, so Jason Pelosi, if you're listening, please tell us how to pronounce the name of your company. <laughs> um, the Citroen Berlingo, the Citroen Dispatch, the Ford Fiesta Sport van, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the Ford Transit Connect, the Ford Transit Custom Actual, uh, the Citroen Relay, the Ford Ranger Track, the Mitsubishi L200 Barbarian, the Vauxhall Combo Cargo, and the brand new Vauxhall Vivaro. So there's an awful lot to cover off. List.
1: It's a big old list.
0: It is indeed. Okay, so where should we start? Should we start at the top?
1: We can start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Okay, so
0: what was the first one that you remember vividly in your head?
1: Well, I think we got started off. I mean, I'm not sure if the video is actually live, uh, but the first one we shot was the the deranged Transit Custom. That's right. And that feels like a lifetime ago, because our reviews have gotten, I would say, better since then. Definitely. Because we, we found our groove. But... In terms of what that van offers, wow. I mean, even if you don't love the uh, the exterior modifications, the interior, that leather trim, gorgeous. Yeah, it's
0: very nice, isn't it?
1: And the best thing about it is it is a Ford Transit Custom under the skin, so it's still just as practical, still yeah. just as reliable, still just as economical, but it looks great.
0: I completely agree with you. Uh, the Ford Transit Custom, in my opinion, is a great all-rounder, a fantastic medium van. It's the UK's best-selling van period mm-hmm. um across the year to date and that's because it's such it's got such a flexible interior it's you know it, it's just wonderfully well thought out it's got excellent cup holders, something that i really uh, am a big snob about <laughs> great connectivity a really good and very easy to use infotainment system that two liter eco blue diesel engine which just keeps on going and yep. returns excellent running costs it's a very powerful vehicle and the loading bay is is excellent. The payload may not necessarily be as high as other vehicles, but it's it's a, like I said, it's a, the best all rounder, which is why it sells so well.
1: Well, I feel like we're covering off the deranged version and the standard version quite clearly. But one of the things I wanted to yeah. address about the deranged version specifically was the the storage solution they've done in the back, the locker solution that they put in. Oh there, yes, which was really nice to see because it, it shows just the level of customization that's available for vans. The sort of options you can put in there if you want to so uh yeah it it was quite impressive to see that most of the time when we get a van to film it it's been ply lined or sometimes it hasn't been and you have to kind of use your imagination to see how it's going to be used out on the road Whereas that really gave you an idea of just how far you can go with that customization and modification. Absolutely,
0: because when a tradesperson gets a vehicle like that, if they've received it plylined, which of course, when you lease a vehicle from Panorama, you do get the vehicle plylined free, which is which is great. Sorry, I'm just putting that in there to sort of so kind there's of say there's the sales message. There it is. You know, it's the very least you should expect. But but then you know. A few of my friends who are van driver 's carpenters, they rack it out themselves. They actually build shelves mm-hmm. onto the ply lining um, you know which is a really nice solution to to that problem. Some people buy modular storage solutions that hang from the doors some uh will invest money in those big metal things like you described in the deranged uh, vehicle, which I agree were absolutely superb you know you slide slide one of the side sliders uh, open. And a big long draw, just, as long as the vehicle is wide, yeah, just pulls all the
1: way out. Absolutely superb. Yeah. Yeah, really, really nice Lovely um, stuff. Yeah, lovely stuff. So you mentioned cup holders. Let's go from a van, the Ford Transit uh, Custom, that has fantastic cup holders, to one that's maybe not quite as good at the cup holders, but pretty good at pretty much everything else, which is the Vauxhall Vivaro.
0: Ah, the new Vauxhall Vivaro. Well, we've spent a bit of time with Vauxhall recently. We have. Which you're going to have to keep an eye on the YouTube channel. Keep an eye out for the latest episode of Load Space, uh, which will be hitting the YouTube channel. It is decidedly Vauxhall themed. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil anything here because I do want you guys to see it but you know in the flesh for the first time
1: and honestly do keep an eye out for it because it's going to be a i mean it's a brilliant video
0: it is it's superb they are built in britain the last bit of uk manufacturing for lcv in the uk they are obviously uh, now built on the psa group's medium duty van uh, platform which is very good very reliable to be fair a lot of people think that they've got um, a few shortcomings compared to their predecessor, but actually, if you look at all the measurements, they're pretty much on a par.
1: Yeah, the, the storage is pretty much exactly as it was in the previous generation model. It doesn't look like it is. The thing is, is that the previous Vivaro is a far boxier van. Yes. And if you like that styling and the way it looks, then you might not immediately fall in love with the new Vivaro. But you know what? In the in the highest spec level, I think you you can have sort of alloy wheels, you can have body coloured bumpers, you can have all the things that make it look impressive on the yeah. road. And on the inside. I mean, the thing for me is it drives like a big car. Yeah. Which is a great benefit because, I'm, I'm you know, you, you want to feel comfortable in your van if you're going to be driving long distance. You've got nice toys, you've got air conditioning, you've got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. What more do you want?
0: Absolutely. You know, I very recently I wrote an article about the Voxel Vivaro on my LinkedIn page, uh, which you can find, where I basically talked about platform sharing and how... There are a lot of people, a lot of industry observers, even tradespeople, van operators, who will decry platform sharing as the death of innovation in the LCV sector. But I talk about the Vivaro in very glowing terms, kind of saying, well, actually, if you ask me, the Vivaro is a clear example of why platform sharing is so good and so sensible. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it costs a lot of money to develop a van platform. Uh, It makes much more sense to double up. But if you can still find ways to differentiate your vehicle from the ones that same share the same platform, that shows you've succeeded. So the old Vivaro was based on the old Renault traffic platform yeah, and therefore was why it was so boxy and why those two were so similar because they were pretty much exactly it's the same bad, really. Whereas now, instead of just sharing with... I think the, that platform was shared by... The Vivara and one other, that the name escapes me. Now, it's the same platform that the Citroën Dispatch, the Peugeot Expert, yep. and the Toyota Pro-Ace, and the Vox Vivara, they all share the same one. So you've basically got four vans
1: there, which effectively Not to mention the European derivatives as well. You've got different names for them. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's the it's Citroën Jumpy yeah. is one of my favourites. It is a huge, a huge market. Yeah, really but,
0: but it's an excellent platform. And like you say, it is a very car-like. So with that said...
1: Obviously we've had A Vivaro, we've reviewed A Vivaro, but yep. we've also reviewed a Dispatch. And we've got a Peugeot Expert coming in it's in on October. Its, way. it's on its way. Yeah. That differentiation, is it is it just, you know, skin deep? Is it I mean w- you've driven them all, you've mm. seen them all. What do you think?
0: Externally is where the major differences are. Externally, yes. Uh, the Peugeot Expert looks very different to the Vauxhall Vivaro. Um you know, there's a lot of very identifiable Vauxhall styling on the outside and the Citroen Dispatch I, I think just looks excellent the way that they've incorporated the, the Citroën badge into the entire grill on the front.
1: Whereas I personally prefer the, the Peugeot offering because I like the different headlights.
0: There we go. But, of course, in the smaller PSA group, you much prefer the combo... Oh, yes. Yeah, um, definitely do. ...to the bilingo or the partner. Yeah. Peugeot partner. Because well, yeah, I'm fickle like that. Because you're fickle. So, aesthetically, on the outside, yes, there is differences. But, of course, that, that's probably where it ends the, with, with the front end because the back end, they don't have height options, so they just have length options. All uh, of them, as far as I'm aware, get the option of having s- sliding doors on either side. In fact, I'm pretty sure in the UK, all that's of just, them come as yeah, standard now. Possible. Which is great Some operators might say I prefer a door on one side Because it means I can sling all my stuff into the van And they'll all rest through one panel Mm. And I'm always entering through the side it just, to be honest, though, I think two sliding doors is um, is a major plus I mean, point. It's,
1: yeah, massive benefit. I mean, it means you
0: can stop on either side and you can unload safely.
1: Well, let's be honest. When we when we load a van up with filming equipment, when we film our reviews, yeah. being able to unload it from either side, grab stuff as you need it, it's been massively helpful. You Indeed. miss it when you haven't got it. Oh definitely. yeah, definitely. You oh, will yeah. get used to it.
0: I agree. But what's really nice is that the the four versions of the new Vivaro that we've had, so we had a, so it was really strange, wasn't it? We had biggest engine, yeah. lowest trim. Mm-hmm. Then we had mid trim, lowest engine. Yeah. Then we had lowest engine and most basic trim. Yeah. And then and now we now we've have got, the elite yeah. um, version, which is best engine, highest trim level. I've got to say, cabin-wise, I didn't really notice much of a difference. They
1: are much of a muchness. I mean, the the issue I've got, and, and Tom and the listeners will know that I'm a bit of a... I have the problem with this. Blank buttons. I just yeah. don't like blank buttons. And there are quite a few of them, no matter which model you go for, unless you start ticking the options list. Which, again, completely down to you. It's not like they're missing anything that you would want. You can have all the creature comforts if you want them. But if you choose not to go for things like heated seats, if you choose to not go for things like, I, I don't know, what was the option that I saw? There were a few different things that we, we, we've looked at when we looked at the option catalogue. But even so, if you don't go for those things that you don't really need, you've got a dashboard that's just full of blank buttons, which Absolutely. I'm not happy with, personally. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I think it's unacceptable. He's sort
0: of staring misty eyed out the window there. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and those those are well placed um those are well placed points, I think. The but it's blank, still a great van. It is still a great van. And you know, please don't take it as a negative, the fact that they all share sort of relatively similar interiors. What you have in the interior is quite good. Mm-hmm. It's very tough, very good, um, durable plastics, hard wearing fabrics, which is the the very bare minimum you expect from a a working van these
1: days but they've they've managed to match that with being surprisingly comfortable yes uh quite roomy Mm. i mean okay it was a little bit tight with three of us going up to luton but then again i am six foot four and most of that is in my legs so i you know i'm gonna struggle to fit in a lot of vehicles yeah but it it managed fantastically and it was quiet on the motorway we weren't having to shout at each other to be able to hear each other it was you know civilized and i think that's the thing Whichever one you go for, whether you go for the Citroen, the Peugeot, the Toyota or the Vauxhall, it is a civilised, comfortable, easy to use van that I think you'll... You'll get a lot of years out of.
0: It's also incredibly advanced. Mm. Um and you know, from from what I I, I can I can tell you from, from some first hand experience, um, very well built. Yeah. Um, you know, they are put together incredibly solidly, um, and very efficiently. Um, they are very, very advanced platforms. Uh and it's very easy sometimes to look at a van and just go, It's a van. When you see actually it being made and being put together, wow, you really get a sense of what goes into yeah. those vehicles.
1: Well anyway, before you evangelize uh. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. <laughs> the dispatch too much. Let's move on to another Citroen van. Let's go to the relay because that was one we we tackled a few weeks ago. Yes, big old beast of a relay. Huge. Not particularly tech laden. No, but we had very basic trim. We did. We went. We had the base spec. Yep. So So um, take it away, Tom.
0: So we didn't have one of the new relays, which of course are coming out this year. There is a new relay. We had the previous version that's been out for a few years now. I am a big fan. I Mm -hmm. think it's a nice-looking van on the outside. Again, the big Citroën badge is right there. It's very futuristic. It's got a very big engine in the front. Even at the lower option levels, you still get that nice big engine. And it's just got a very roomy cabin. Very roomy. Very open. Very fresh.
1: It is very basic let's be honest yep. there's, not, there's not an awful lot of toys and bells and whistles to play yep. with but what it strikes me as the sort of vehicle that you're going to be very comfortable in for those longer distance if you are carrying a lot of kit in the back if you're lugging stuff around from one end of the country to the other I can't imagine you're going to step out of that feeling tired and awkward no. I I do wish the model that we'd had had air conditioning on the day we filmed it because it was very hot without air conditioning. Yes. Plus if you get the air conditioning you have little things like one of the glove boxes is chilled so you can put a drink in there and by the time you come to actually drink it it's cool. But you know it depends what you want. If you're going for a basic van that's going to be your workhorse and just get the job done I see its place. I
0: didn't get much wobble with it though when I was taking it around corners even though we had the what was it the L3H3. We did. It was yeah, the L3H3. The longest ...and the highest you could possibly find. You know, some users are going to prefer a shorter van... Mm-hmm. ...and I think that's absolutely fine. There's uh, there's an H3 L2 version available at the moment... ...which is particularly popular... <laughs> um, ...and, uh, you know, you should definitely have a look at that... ...if you're looking for a large van. But what is a large van for? It's for moving very big, very heavy loads long distances so it's perfect for builders it could even be used by scaffolders carpenters um you know very heavy awkward loads being shoved into the back of big bands that's what they're designed to do and actually if the cabin is comfortable you you don't really have any quibble if i have one quibble it's the, the flipping handbrake is on a very confusing side you constantly are going for the middle and you it's know, your left hand. It's not there. It's on your right-hand side. Yeah. So as long as you remember that your handbrake's there, <laughs> you seriously will you'll be absolutely fine. Um, incredibly good miles per gallon as well. If you watch the review, you'll see. Yeah, it, and you we took it for a
1: drive, it. Uh, and it was really good. Very low turning circle for a vehicle of its size as well. The problem is, Tom, it's got to compete with the next vehicle on the list that I'm covering, which is the Ford Transit. Yes. And something of an icon. Yeah, the problem is, is that the Ford Transit, I mean, people refer to any large van as a transit van. It's, yes. it's taken over as the de facto name like a, a hoover is a, is a vacuum cleaner or yeah. tannoy. tannoy is a public address pu- system exactly yeah. yeah so the the yeah. citroen is is going to always have a bit of difficulty competing with the transit what did you think about that because again we got that in relatively low spec not particularly laden with technology but a few nice things for yep. example the stereo though you could connect via bluetooth usb or, or auxiliary. Yeah. i mean you don't expect to see that no what are your, what are your impressions
0: i think it's a cut above i think the Ford Transit edges out competition there is again as I say with other with other vehicles there's a new one this year coming out with a new Transit which I'm very excited to have a proper look at saw it at the CV show this year but the good old faithful still has that 2 litre eco blue engine which is very popular mm-hmm. returns excellent running cost is one of the one of the major feathers in Ford's cap at the moment.
1: But which would you say was the smoother drive between the Relay and the Transit? I don't know whether it was because the
0: Transit we had was the L4H3, mm-hmm. the biggest you can get. Well, beyond and it was huge. I mean, it's huge, it's it's huge absolutely one. gigantic. Beyond the dual rear wheeled yeah, version the, that is there for like carrying like you know tons and tons of weight, um, it's the biggest one in terms of size that you can get. I think it was probably the Relay was the smoother drive. Okay, um, the I, it was just so big, every single bump in the road i could feel it was like the it was it was sort of you know, it was and, jumping around and let's
1: be honest the 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 van that you drove the largest version that you can get hold of is not the most common one that no we would lease to our customers
0: and it's not the most common one that people go for no you only get the biggest and longest if you are carrying the longest heaviest loads but obviously the the bigger a vehicle is the less it can Take carry. in terms of payload, yeah. so people tend to go for the shorter versions because there's less metal goes into the manufacturing, which means that they can carry more in terms of payload. And even at the third high, third longest length option, you will still find this vehicle is cavernous in the back, absolutely cavernous. I mean, the sliding doors alone are yeah.
1: ginormous. Massive. I mean you could live in there quite easily I'm not recommending that you do but you could
0: no you could if you were one of those um, you know kind of what do they call them van lifers van lifers like incognito like you know pretending to you know just have a van
1: but actually you're living in it it's like driving around in a block of flats it's huge So let's go from something. Get a hot tub in there; it'd be absolutely delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to make sure you've covered that before you start sloshing all your furniture <laughs> with hot water. Yes. Um, let's go from something that's absolutely massive to pretty much the smallest van we've driven so far, which is the Ford Fiesta Sport Van. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Well, for you, it's interesting because, obviously, it is a car-derived vehicle. Essentially, yes. they've taken a Ford Fiesta, they've taken out the back seat, they've put in a little bit of plastic lining, and there you go. I know that you, personally, prefer a van that started life as a van. Yeah. So, when you were behind the wheel of the Ford Fiesta Sport van, what did you think?
0: It makes a lovely noise when it's driving. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of and the review. And that's the end of the review. It, it, no, it makes, a, it makes an absolutely lovely noise. Um,
1: yeah, once you get it above 4,000 RPM. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't think, I mean, both of us said the same thing. We couldn't decide whether the noise was being piped in or whether it was actually coming from the engine. I still don't know. I still don't know either. So, again, we saw this at the CV show at the beginning of the year. The Fiesta Sport Van is not a new thing. I mean, the Fiesta Sport Van is, but the Fiesta Van has been no, around for it's been for around a while. for ages. You know, many, many years. Uh, it came out of the UK market for a couple of years very recently, but it's back now of engines so the model we had was a nice little one liter petrol engine
1: the eco boost is fantastic in that by the way when that turbo starts kicking in oh. yeah it's, it's it's not fast but it's quick
0: well, yeah it's that's the, the difference it's the weird thing yeah it gets up to speed very fast Not to
1: thir- it, don't be impressed by not to 60 not the 30s where it matters in that little thing yeah and that's what i liked in it every every traffic light was, was just a joy to just kind of nip off yeah
0: yeah but what's interesting for me is that they've taken that car platform and the second they start talking about payload weights of half a ton, of five, nearly five hundred kilograms, you start thinking, oh, okay. I mean, it's not going to take a pallet; it's no. not big enough to take no. that. But if you're a florist or electrician, electrician, or someone like that, you, I mean, and you're looking for something relatively small and inconspicuous, something that you can put a bit of sunri- sign writing on if Unless you want to, s-
1: something that looks a little bit cool. Exactly. It does
0: Then, I mean, you'd have that.
1: I mean, the only thing that kind of amused me in it is obviously in the process of turning it from being a car into a van, there's just some very strange little quirks in there. For example, them leaving the rear foot mats oh, yeah. in place, even though <laughs> there are no rear seats. So no one will ever use those, but, you know, why not? You've paid for them, you might as well have them. Yeah, so. and the rear
0: door pockets are still there. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: some some very strange choices being made but overall a very sweet little thing I think yeah. it's I think it's something that would there's there's definitely a market for it. I can see the sort of person who'd really enjoy driving that thing
0: yeah we I mean, want to bear in mind though is that it's been panelled out in the back but they haven't they've given you a half solid half mesh bulkhead uh, so it is going to work for some people for some trades but for quite a few others it's not I mean to be honest if you wanted it for like that vehicle you take on pricing jobs I think you know you'd have that you'd have a Ford Fiesta small fan it's great It's nice to see a little bit of, you know, ingenuity. I mean, look, it's only real major competitor at that size is the Corsa van from Vauxhall. But I know where I'd go. Yeah, I know where I'd go. The Fiesta Sport van. It was nice. Okay. Well, you're going to say Vauxhall Corsa van now. No, 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 no. I'm (laughs) going to stick with the Fiesta Sport van just because I
1: really did enjoy how it drove. Yeah. Again... It, it wasn't that we were, you know, whizzing up and down B roads in it, because it doesn't really have that power. But no, we just, definitely it, didn't do that. No, we definitely didn't. But <laughs> it, it, did, it did feel fun. Yes. It, it did feel like there's a a little bit of enjoyment to be had in driving that. Yeah, absolutely. So from one vehicle that drives like a car to an, to the next, yeah. which is the Mitsubishi L200 Barbarian. Yes. Which I think is probably one of our best reviews so far. I think so. In and, terms that's not of blows, blowing, and that's not us blowing our own trumpet. That's us being... Quite quite balanced with it, really. We we definitely hit our stride there.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the <laughs> well, you hope it's it's the wave breaking, you know. It's sort of you know, and you hope that there's another one just behind it that you're going to have as equal uh, opportunity to get into shore. Um,
1: it's it's <laughs> a very very uh, floaty uh, analogy you've used there, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, I
0: mean it, it felt it felt good, and I don't know what it was. I think maybe there was just a lot to talk about
1: on it. Well, I mean that's the thing. It is it is quite packed with tech. I mean, they have literally just announced the new L200. Which uh, I was able to
0: drive around Silverstone's 4x4 trough, Proving Grounds, and Rally Tracks.
1: Okay, that's great, but we're not focusing on that one. (laughs) We're going to focus on the one we actually reviewed together. Um, (laughs) And within that, you've got a lot of toys. You've got a switchable four-wheel drive system with high and low range and lockable diff. You've got uh, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. You've got... Heated seats, mood lighting, all that sort of stuff that you'd expect to find on an SUV. Yep. But it's a commercial vehicle. It is indeed. And do you know how we know it's a commercial vehicle? Because its
0: payload is over a thousand kilograms. I mean, that's the beauty of the modern day pickup, is that it's built to do that. It's built to be as flexible as a family vehicle, but as tough as a work vehicle. Um, which is why you have those, you know, kind of different options across the range. You got obviously usually you get a single cab pickup truck then you can get the double cab pickup truck and then with the l200 you get the various different levels of of trim beyond that and warrior and barbarian are up towards the top level of the l200 so warrior is the second highest trim level but the barbarian is where it's at that's the one that's got everything poured into it
1: i think um for me the, the surprising thing about the Barbarian was, um, not, not about how car-like it was, but the attention to detail they paid on on certain features. For example, the soft-drop tailgate and things like that. Love that. Just really nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, not even the Ford Ranger Wildtrak, which is the top of force trim level, has soft-drop on Don't the tailgate. Worry.
1: Don't worry, dear listener. We will be moving on to that in just a second. But no, before I'm we do that, yeah. Just saying. The, the L200, it has some really nice little features like that. And you're right, things that set it apart mm. in the marketplace. Yeah. I mean, for me, I really like the, the keyless entry, the keyless start. We had someone comment on the review that it looked a little bit clunky, but I was like, I don't see how it is. You, you walk up to the vehicle with the key in your pocket, press the button on the door handle, open the door, get inside, press the start button, and you're driving. How, yes. How, how much easier do you want it to be? Well, absolutely. And, and also, it's, it's, um,
0: it's filled with excellent indicators that show you sort of almost vehicle health and status uh, all the time. The seatbelt. Um, indicator light is one of my favourites it detects weight on a seat and if the seatbelt's not engaged it pings it up as a light and as a warning so, you know, you don't actually even physically have to go, is everyone belted up? I mean, you I'd, can actually I'd, go, John, I know you're not belted I up. Probably wouldn't Put use your belt the way on. you
1: described it to explain it to the wife. It, it, it detects weight. Yeah. You know, it's probably not the way they <laughs> um, It detects know. when someone's sitting on a there seat. We That's there we it. go. There we okay. go. Nice, yeah. Okay. Nice. So marketed.
0: There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, the, the actual drive mode yeah. indicator is Indi- very good as well because it shows you whether it's, it's rear wheel drive as. Standard. standard. And then it um, can go to four wheel drive, full diff lock, and full lock. I as mean if well. you want to
1: talk about all the different like indicators it's got, it's got a fuel gauge. And a speedometer. (laughs) And a rev counter. Yes. And there's even this one thing in the dashboard that tells you what time it is. Okay, so you're taking the mickey slightly. A little bit. A little bit. But overall, it is a very nice vehicle to be in. And again, the sort of thing that you can see someone having not just as their work vehicle, but as their family car as well. Absolutely.
0: And my goodness, are they proud of the fact that it's barbarian? Because it's written... Everywhere. Everywhere. so it's written, Apart from the back seats. Apart from the back seats. So it's written on the uh, the design behind the door handles. It's written on the two front seats. It's written uh, on the floors. In uh, It's written on the door sills in metal and blue LED lighting. Uh, it's written on the back of the vehicle. But I don't think it's a bad thing to shout about. No. The no. O- perhaps the only thing that I could level any criticism at it at all is that there are just some parts of it that you look at and you kind of go, I feel like it's kind of just been shoved in.
1: I can agree with that there are certain parts of the dashboard where the switches are a different size even yeah. though they're next to each other and it looks like evidently it's been, taken from the Outlander it's like it's been cobbled together in some respects yeah. but they have thought about it but it's you know it's a dare I say muscular commercial vehicle it's designed to be a little bit rough and ready and you can forgive it for that I mean of course it's muscular if you look at the seats they've designed the seats so that they have abs seriously yeah. <laughs> look at all the seats they have abdominal muscles all the that's way through that's true so it's designed to be like here we go I'm a pickup truck yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm going anywhere. No, it is so good. It's, I, it's great. It's, it's, it's a
0: very, I mean, I can understand why so many people have their heads turned by the L200. It's a well, very good looking vehicle. The Series 5 is one of my favorites, but I think the Series 6 is going to take all of the experiences that Mitsubishi have had with the Series 5. They have changed some things about it. Mm-hmm. It is transitioning into a different vehicle, but if you are looking for an absolute steal, on a very good pickup at the moment. If you can find yourself a Series 5 on a yeah. lease, go for it, because it is the Barbarian is just superb. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good There's vehicle.
1: Some, uh, some news for you. So from one pickup truck to the next, we'll move on now to the Ford Ranger Wildtrak. And to be honest with you, a pickup truck that completely surprised me with its interior experience. Um, being inside the Ranger Wildtrak... And bear in mind the outside is nice, but the inside is very, very special. You've got all that orange detailing. You've got the, the orange stitching, leather, and it feels like a very nice place to be. Something very special, not what I expected at all in a pickup truck.
0: No, um, you know, it is special. There's a new model of the Ford Ranger out anyway at the moment. There's a new version of the Ford Ranger Wildtrak as well. The Wildtrak is the top level of trim. So you get the double cab, you get the nice roller top shutter on the back as standard, and you get the 3.2 litre engine. And my goodness, is it a powerful beast. From my point of view, I look at it and I just see a pickup truck. Mm -hmm. I see that if you asked a child draw a picture of a pickup truck there it is that's what they draw they draw something that looks exactly like the ford ranger wild track they wouldn't necessarily give the sort of slopey nose of the mitsubishi l200 or maybe the kind of jagged back end of the isuzu d-max they would draw a ford ranger wild track with the roll bar with the with the roller top all that sort of stuff The, the snub end the muscular kind of big wheels as well and what ford have done is they've kind of acknowledged the fact that something that big needs to be luxurious yeah but even though wild track is written everywhere and the leather trim is you know even more maybe ostentatious than in the <laughs> L200 yeah. It still feels, like you say, you know, interior experience, it still feels, it's the action of driving it is going to speak the loudest.
1: There's a sensation of drama when you get into the Wild yeah. Track. And that's, that. I mean, this sounds a very grandiose way to put it, like I'm, you know, trying to speak like an Edwardian poet here. But mm. when you get inside the Wild Track, there is a sensation that it's not a normal vehicle. No, I'd agree with that. And I, I really like that personally. If I was going to spend that sort of money on a lease, get something that's going to be used as a family car maybe take the crew out also lug stuff around I would want something that makes me feel a little bit special every single day and that is what that vehicle is going to do
0: Ford are very good at that though Yeah, Ford are very good at making very sort of almost subtle tweaks to the interiors and exteriors of their vehicles to make them look slightly different. You take a Ford Transit Custom, for instance, at the limited trim level, yep. you get a kind of chrome outlining of the main grille, well, which Ford- just pulls it out. Whereas with the Ford Ranger Wildtrak, you get the different um, kind of um, um, you get the different kind of plating around the lights. You get the sort of the um, kind of hard impact kind of fiber mesh, yeah. mesh on the inside. I mean,
1: it's the same in the in the Fiesta Sport van if we're jumping around quite a bit, which we are doing, Tom. Thank yeah, you very absolutely. much. you completely destroyed my list. But <laughs> um, the Fiesta Sport van with its, with its lovely gear knob and its leather-wrapped steering wheel, you're right. Ford know what they're doing when it comes to making a vehicle feel special. And for me, they, they nailed it. Because they've got the
0: benefit of the fact that because their car offering is so big,
1: they know how to do luxury. Okay, well let's stick with Ford for a second and yeah. we'll move on to another one on the list, which is the Ford Transit Connect. The dinky little baby Ford Transit
0: well it's not the babyist. Well So the courier is the one just below it. But
1: park it next to a full size Ford Transit or a Ford Transit customer and you'll go, Oh, look at it. Yeah, it's the very baby true. Brother.
0: It's the classic small van. Yeah. It's a great small van, very good payload. Um at the limited trim level, which is the one we reviewed, mm-hmm. I thought the interior was was perfect.
1: Yeah for they, a van of that. Again, size. they covered off everything you'd want. Even um, with the excellent cup holders. Yeah. <laughs> it has good cup holders. They will Little hold your beverage. Very it's tight. not going to fling around. I mean, for me, it, it, again, it represents a very car-like driving experience. Yeah. Unfortunately, the model we had didn't have the fantastic SYNC 3 entertainment system in it. Which is fantastic. It really is. I mean, we, we've real seen it on above. the models. And it, it's just a, a really nice system to use. It's quick and efficient. But... You know that's not really going to diminish the experience of using the van. If you want Bluetooth to listen to your music, it's got it. If you want to put the heated seats on, and I believe I may be wrong here, but the heated steering wheel was on that as well. I mean, it's just it's very very nicely equipped. It yeah.
0: is, and and that's the that's the um, that's Ford's car experience but uh, another, with their trim levels yeah. coming through there.
1: But another small van that we we reviewed, I think the last van on my list uh, of about the same size that wasn't quite as well equipped was the. Uh, combo cargo by Vauxhall, mm. still a nice vehicle
0: yes very good looking
1: but again that interior was a little bit spartan in the trim that we had i think we had the base model didn't we, we did yeah so again we went from opulence heated seats heated steering wheel to bare bones ready to rock medium-sized van
0: they still had aircon
1: yeah that's true that's true Can't still still
0: had a um uh infotainment screen yeah Uh, Although, I don't think it had sat-nav as standard, but it had Apple CarPlay and uh, Android Auto on there as well. I think the point is that, again, it's a case of platform sharing. It's the small duty van platform from the PSA group that Toyota are using for the Pro-A City, that Citroen are using for the Blingo, that Voxley are using for the Combo, and Peugeot are using for the Partner. Again, it's a very advanced platform. Mm It doesn't have height options, but then small vans don't tend to have height options. you, You get what you get. But the Combo Cargo is built specifically for the UK market, to be a cargo carrier. That's what it's for. It's, it's basically saying... I mean, when we were standing on the outside of this thing, it was it was hard not to confuse it for a medium van. Yeah, it, it, it just looks, looks so big. It
1: does look a lot bigger than actually... And is. it's got the
0: two side sliding doors, yep. nice 60-40 split back door, mm-hmm. and a really, really good payload. It, it's designed to do its job. It's not designed to do anything else. It's, it's meant to be a hauler, it's, but a yeah. small hauler.
1: A small hauler.
0: A small hauler. A smaller. A smaller.
1: Yeah. Great. Um, That kind of threw me there for a second. Yeah. um, Yeah. So I think what we've done so far is cover off every single fan that we've reviewed so far as an overview. Yeah. But I would like to very quickly just do a small thing, which is to ask you the best and the worst features, things, design choices that you've seen so far in our reviewing process. I'm happy to start if you want me to. I'll start. I'll do a sandwich.
0: I'll do a positive, positivity <laughs> sandwich. Okay, so I'm going to do some, something I really liked. Mm-hmm. Every single Ford van I got into and have got into so far, I felt like I was getting into a car. Every single interior is really very good. Ford have nailed interiors, and almost it's kind of like it's kind of like saying you know Stanley Kubrick's a good director. He doesn't get points for for being uh, for his next film being really good. It's like Ford, you know, Ford it to have that benchmark of it being really good. Their, their interiors are great yeah absolutely done. well done you know and, and and we just move on from that very quickly but every single one i got into was very high standard an interior that i didn't like so much was the voxel vivaro the new one at the very base level feels very spartan yeah i'll agree with that however the one the elite i didn't feel like there was much of a differentiation and they don't get any points for their choice of cup holders um <laughs> they don't <laughs> but it doesn't take away from how good that van is um, i think if you go for a sort of mid-trim level you're not going to be too bothered yeah, by the buttons that by. are missing you'll be absolutely fine it's a really nice um very nice cabin really nice drive and then i'm going to say the next bit the l200 barbarian surprised me yeah i didn't think i would like it as much as i ended up liking it it I loved taking it for a drive I liked how clear the driver information display was I say in the review that it almost overwhelms you with information but actually that's really good because a lot of times You know, you don't like... People don't drive a vehicle wanting to be kind of told at what status is. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what drive option I have. I like that it was manual because when you've got a vehicle that big, I like to know where the power's going. I like to direct that power. I don't like an automatic engine taking it away from me. And with a commercial vehicle like that, I was was just very surprised at, at, at how nice, how flexible, how easy to do things it was in there. Everything was exactly where i thought it would be when i wanted to turn the heated seats on the button was exactly where i thought it was going to be there were a couple of blank buttons that yeah, in the review i kind that of go a... yeah. oh, i don't really know why because this is the top trim level but it's very very small things that take away overall very little and, it had, a lighter, and so. it had a cigarette lighter and an <laughs> it had a cigarette and an ashtray in a day where in a modern time when we don't promote that kind no. of activity no one no one goes out their way to say and i want the cigarette pack I want the Smokers Pack option (laughs) added in there. Um, You know, Mitsubishi just with the Barbarian. They're just like, you can have everything. You you get it anyway. If you don't want it, just throw it away. You know. Um, So yeah, that's my little sandwich. Okay. Have you got a little sandwich? I
1: haven't haven't really got a sandwich, but I'm going to start off with the positive. Okay. uh, Which was the ModuWork system by Citroen that we saw in the dispatch. Oh yeah, it's excellent. The way that seat raises up out of the way, I mean, it's... I know that that vans have adjustable front seating so you can slide things through from the bulkhead, but it's just so cool. Yeah. I mean, you just pull the catch and boom, it's up. Yeah. And every time we'd used used it, I just thought, that's great. That really, I mean, I've seen other vehicles that do something similar. The Combo Cargo, for example, you just pull the tab and it falls down. It's not as cool as having it lift up on a gas lift. And I'm sorry, I just really liked it. Uh, And it felt good. It felt strong. It felt good. It felt good. It felt right. Uh, what I didn't like, and again, it's a very small thing, but the, the gear stick on the Combo Cargo, um, it felt like a 1980s Atari controller. It, it was <laughs> very, very weird to look at and a little bit dated.
0: And I don't think it was necessarily the right one. I think because it was a model that gets sent out for people to review, it possibly. might not have had the possibly. right gear
1: stick in it. But we, we can only go off what we can see in front of us, Tom. True that. And what I saw was, you know, Asteroids... Yes, in someone's living room in 1983,
0: a gobstopper on a cocktail stick,
1: possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but ultimately, it, it did feel a little bit, a little bit off. Uh, but to wrap up positivity, I have seen some. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I first started reviewing these vehicles with you, filming these reviews wasn't au fait. i wasn't up to date with uh, the latest in commercial vehicles and vans but i've seen some really cool technology little design touches that make you think okay they're really thinking about it the fact that you can on some vehicles open the doors past their normal bump stops to 180 or 270 with one hand rather than having to use both your hands because you've got something in the other hand there was a lot of hands there but um no i get what you're trying to sort say Those design touches Things that make it a more enjoyable vehicle to own day by day. And I think that we're we're trying to put that into the review. We're trying to show you what stands out to us when we're stood in front of a vehicle. And um, it's just been a really enjoyable process to actually do that and kind of get better at doing that. That's good because,
0: you know, at the end of the day, a van is really important. It's very easy to dismiss a van as just a big vehicle driven by someone who's going to work and stuff like that. But you don't you don't take into account the fact that these are guys who eat their lunch in the front or open the back doors and eat their lunch there. They're carrying all the stuff they need to do their job, to earn a living, to support themselves, their families. You know, a van is vital. If a van is off the road for a van operator or a tradesperson, then they're off the road. Their business is off track. They're very important vehicles. That's why it's easy to get passionate about them. When you see, like, a a rubbish cup holder, I'm not thinking about it in terms of, oh, that's just a bit of a shame for me. I'm thinking... Oh, mate! you know, like whoever is gonna be driving these vehicles around like they might they might get a bit naffed off with that because yeah. they can't sit their drink down, like they're gonna to have to stick it in the door, and that's a bit inconvenient to have to sort of you know lean down to oh, I oh there it. we I go, completely get it, yeah, so when someone does something really well, I'm really passionate about it, like you know, Ford with their cup holders, yeah, they've nailed cup holders, I mean, they, what was it
1: the transit custom that we we've just finished Had like 11, nine, nine, 9 or, or 11, eleven something, something like that, that. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy amount of cup holders, yeah. But you're right, the little differences add up to make a huge difference. Mm. And um, But it
0: doesn't take, any, you know, anything like that shouldn't take away your choice of, of what vehicle you think is going to work for you. Yeah,
1: what works for you might not work for everybody else. There's certain things that we've looked at and thought, mm, I wouldn't drive that, but I, I can picture the sort of person who would. Mm. Um, for example, of the two of us, you you, you which uh, let's let's just be blunt now, L two hundred or Ranger Wild Track, what would you go for? Wild Track. See, I'd go for the L two hundred. We've both seen the same vehicles. We've both spent enough time with it, but it's it's that personal opinion that comes into it. Yeah. So, you know, we try and be as balanced as we can be in our reviews, and we hope that we've given you a lot of information so far. We'll continue to do so, but ultimately it's it's what matters to you so anyway those are all the vehicles we've covered off so far we've got more scheduled to come in and be reviewed in the next few weeks indeed so uh yeah we, we're going to keep on doing what we're doing yeah
0: some of the ones you should be looking out for are all of Peugeot's van offering uh the Nissan Navara uh some vehicles from VW and plenty more very exciting couple of months ahead I'm really looking forward to it and uh, on that note let's cue the music Thanks for listening to the Loadspace podcast powered by Vanarama. I'm Tom Roberts. And I'm Grant Bradley. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts, don't forget to head to iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And if you'd like to see any of the video reviews that we've been talking about, just head to the Vanarama YouTube channel.